Does your spouse make you feel amazing at every turn? Or are you sometimes made to feel less than stellar? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 86 of Tractate Subas, and we learn some of the signs of an abusive relationship. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I'd like to begin with a story. It was the day after Yom Kippur. Moshe gathered the children of Israel and instructed them to build the tabernacle, the very first synagogue, a place where they could worship together. But it wasn't just about worshipping together. The entire project was about uniting the people. The Torah says, Take from among you gifts to God. Everyone whose heart so moves him shall bring gold, silver, and copper, he instructed them. And those among you who are skilled should come forth and make all that God has commanded. Why did Moses choose the day after Yom Kippur to gather the people together? Let's look at today's Gemara. Says the Mishnah, one who appoints his wife as a storekeeper, or if he installed her as a director, he may make her swear that she did not misappropriate any goods whenever he wants. Rabbi Eliezer says he may administer an oath even regarding her spindle and dough, i.e. household matters unrelated to her employment. Says the Gemara, the rabbi said to Rabbi Eliezer, a person does not reside in a basket with a snake. She may say to him, since you are so exacting with me, I cannot live with you. Explains Rashi, since you are so exacting with me, you do not love me and trust me, and I therefore cannot live with you. Let's analyze the Gemara. The Gemara discusses a husband who asks his wife to mind the shop. He then makes her swear that she hasn't stolen any of his goods or money. Rebeliezer adds that while he's at it, the husband can throw into the oath a clause that says that she's also not skimming off the top of any of their household goods, including the product of her own knitting or baking. The rabbis tell Rebeliezer that nobody wants to live in a basket with a snake. Rashi explains that without love and trust, a marriage is doomed to fail. Successful relationships are built on trust. When there's no trust, there can be no relationship. And if there's no relationship, then there's certainly no love. As strange as this scenario sounds, such controlling spouses are more common than most of us would like to believe. Thank God, the wife here has the good sense to realize that she's living with a snake and she's prepared to walk away unless the situation improves. Tragically, too many spouses, mainly women, remain in abusive relationships, living with psychological and emotional abuse on a daily basis. The fact that the husband doesn't trust her with money matters is merely one symptom of controlling, abusive, narcissistic behavior. What are some other signs that a person is in an emotionally abusive relationship? There's isolation. Just like a cult leader who cuts off his followers from family and all prior relationships, the narcissistic spouse will slowly but surely work to curtail his partner's contact with parents, siblings, and friends. Every visit, every phone call, the abused party will find herself subjected to intense scrutiny. Time spent with others is treated as time that she's been unfaithful to her narcissistic partner. He will complain about how often the abused talks to her brother on the phone, or he will say that he doesn't like her best friend and doesn't think that she should spend time with her anymore. Such an abusive spouse tends to turn his partner against anyone whom she's used to relying on for support besides him. The goal is to strip her of her support network and make her totally dependent on him alone. Then there's criticism. The defining mark of an abusive spouse is constant criticism. Sometimes it'll be overt, other times it'll be subtle. 
but the abuser is continually making the partner feel like they're just not good enough. Often it may be masqueraded as a desire to help them improve and become a better person. But generally, we're all familiar with the 80-20 praise critique rule. Certainly, there are times when a spouse feels the need to say something to the partner to help them. But that's only acceptable when the vast majority of the time they're showering them with praise and working to build up their self-esteem. When it's primarily criticism and put-downs, that's a sign of abuse. Then there's gaslighting. This term is based on the story of a husband who would gradually decrease the amount of gas in the lamps in the house. When the wife asked him what was happening, he made her feel like it was all in her head. What happens next is that he convinces her that the world is out to get her and that he's the only person that she can trust. Of course, the gaslighter is the last person she should be trusting. Gaslighters will lie about things that the abused party know to be true and then question the abused party's cognitive ability when she disagrees. They will project their own inadequacies onto their partner, and when their partner shares insecurities with them, they use the information against them. If you find yourself experiencing these patterns of behavior from your spouse, the worst approach that you can take is to convince yourself that things will get better with time. Abusive personalities don't simply dissipate. The issues don't improve with time. They deteriorate with time. They need to be addressed, and the sooner the better. It's paramount to seek help from a reputable and licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Sadly, the abusive partner will more often than not refuse to see a therapist with you. He will justify his refusal with excuses such as not having the money for such luxuries or having insufficient time for therapy because he's working so hard to feed the family. Once again, the victim finds herself to blame for her self-indulgence. As impossible as it may sound, when that happens, you need to be able to present an ultimatum. Just like the wife in the Gemara who tells her husband, since you are so exacting with me, you do not love me and trust me and I therefore cannot live with you, an abusive spouse must be made aware that there are only two choices here. Either we seek help or the marriage is over. Why did Moses choose the day after Yom Kippur to gather the children of Israel and instruct them about the building of the tabernacle? The Kliyaka writes that a prerequisite for the task was national unity. A person does not reside in a basket with a snake, he explains. As long as there was conflict in the Israelite camp, it would be impossible to build. But on Yom Kippur, as part of the Teshuvah process, we make amends with anyone we've had differences with. And so once again reunited, the day after Yom Kippur was the perfect day to begin building the tabernacle. You are a child of the Supreme King of Kings, the Holy One, blessed be He. You are a prince. You are a princess. You both deserve to be treated as such. Just as you are dedicated to making your spouse feel like the most important, special, and cherished person in the universe, that's how your spouse should be making you feel. Trust and unity are prerequisites to making your home into a tabernacle. May you forever feel loved, cherished, trusted, and made to feel amazing by your spouse wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the transformative duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful devout Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. 
The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.